Hi, everybody. This is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode 285 for July the 24th, 2022. Note that date because, goddamn, if things can change between now and the time you listen to this. Uh, yeah, hi. This is true. This I'm is Marty. True. <laughs> and I am Kristoff, and uh, uh, I mean, I ding dong, the witch is not dead, but uh, retired. Yeah, I know. Let, let, let's let's talk about the big news this week: AEW talent AQA walking away from the ring. <laughs> uh, you know, a career gone way too soon. Uh, so much talent there. Um, Look, is that a the, is that a she or a he? Uh, I she, honestly don't she. know. That, that, okay, uh, right. she was the one who went against Jade to the shooting star. Uh, it, look, fuck all that shit. There, there's there's one button to hit. Let's hear it, maybe for the last time. It won't be the last time. Let's be honest. Yeah, who knows? It's extended mix. Yeah, you got the long intro. No chance. So that's what you got. Didn't Dope do a uh, remix of this song for one of those uh, full metal albums or something? You know they might have. I, I I don't I don't recall. But <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you're a wrestling fan, I'm going to say the odds are extremely high. You already know. But 4:05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Is it daylight time. Uh, Eastern daylight time or whatever it was. Uh, 4.05 p.m. <laughs> East Coast time. Uh, it was announced on the Twitter machine. It was announced on WWE.com. And uh, the reverberations were all across the Internet as Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon of the WWE has retired at age 77. <laughs> Praise be everybody. Praise be. There it is. There you go. <laughs> Look, man, this you know, uh, conspicuous by its placement here is the yes. four p.m. on a Friday afternoon. Like I'm surprised they didn't do four fifty-five. Like, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't right before COB there. Um, uh, well, I mean, the, the the timing was key because it was right when markets closed on Friday. Ah, yeah, that makes yes. sense. That makes sense then. Yeah. Uh, It'll be an interesting Monday morning at the uh, at the old Stanford uh, headquarters in the finance department. Uh, it, we, well, not just Monday morning, probably an interesting few years ahead of us. Uh, let, let, let's just start with everything we know, everything we don't know. And then we'll we'll get into reckless and wild speculation. It's uh, the best part. Yeah. Uh, will we get to covering uh, the ROH show from last night? Don't know. Will we get to covering AEW? 
don't know. Uh, well, yeah. Well, we also have a Schlegel soapbox coming up, and I have a feeling we're going to also talk Vince McMahon, and I yes. know we're going to talk AEW because Justin and I <laughs> had a couple texts back and forth about uh, this week's Dynamite. So Okay. We'll get into that um, at, soapbox. Patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast if you want right. to enjoy the Schlegel soapbox. But the the, the tweet is, is – uh, as follows, or was as follows, uh, at 77, time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then, now, forever together. Hashtag WWE. Hashtag thankful. Surprise, no hashtag blessed. Um, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Social media team let him down on that one. A, a longer message in the PR from WWE.com, corporate at WWE.com. As I approach 77 years old, I feel it's time for me to retire as chairman and CEO of the WWE. Throughout the years, it's been a privilege to help WWE bring you joy, inspire you, thrill you, mm. surprise you, and always entertain you. I would like to thank my family mm. for mightily contributing to our success, except for Shane. Mm. And I would also <laughs> like to thank all of our past and present superstars and employees for their dedication and passion for our brand. Most importantly, I would like to thank our fans for allowing us into your homes every week and being your choice of entertainment. I hold the deepest appreciation and admiration for our generation of fans all over the world who have liked, mm -hmm. currently like, and sometimes even love our form of sports entertainment. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there was a, a message that was sent uh, to the roster, uh, an internal letter. And you're gonna love this. The, the, yeah, do you have the uh, you have the uh, the wording I, I, there. I have the full message. This was Hell pretty yeah. amazing. Uh, to all WWE superstars, okay. as I approach <laughs> in parentheses independent contractors. Yes, as I approach 77 years old. Parenthetical. OMG, am I oh, really no. that old? Oh no. I feel it's time for me to retire. I've thoroughly enjoyed sharing my passion, wisdom. And love of the business with you. No longer will you see the smiling, docile, level-headed call presence <laughs> at Gorilla every week. Hey, if nothing else, whoever wrote this event has a sense of humor. Wow. Um, your dedication to WWE will ensure that our company will continue to grow and prosper. Our organization is nothing without you. You are WWE's only natural resource chosen to perform in front of a global audience. Where? Um, <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> You are all WWE global ambassadors. Carry the WWE flag wherever you go. Wave it high and proud and bust your ass to be all you can be as a person and as a performer. One other thing. I won't be with you, but I'll be watching. Remember to keep your hands up, grab a hold, a and sell. <laughs> yeah. BTW Smackdown airs live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on Fox. Vince. How does he have to remind his own independent contractors when the show that they're at the arena to be yeah, when, on? Yeah, when half airs? the roster is physically in an arena. <sighs> wow, I want to know what PR intern like after everything was approved just threw in that OMG bit because there's no way, no way, Vincent Kennedy McMahon uses OMG in any kind of uh, conversation in his life. I don't know. I don't maybe, buy that. Maybe uh, having sexual relationships with paralegals has given him a. A taste of the youth <laughs> culture. Now, the uh, three-letter term he is more familiar with is NDA, more yes, so than true. OMG. But, <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's a whole other can of worms, which might have been what got us here. Yeah, now, obviously, yeah, let, let, let's know, address had... the elephant in the room, the, the large yeah. multi-million dollar elephant in the room. 
Um, yeah, there have been multiple uh, articles by the Wall Street Journal, even making the 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 cover page, the above the fold yes. on the front uh, on the on the front page of the weekend Wall Street Journal uh, was the news of, of Vince's retiring. But the journal um, uh, definitely had a very big hand in having this happen because they've released those articles, they've done all the research, they corroborated everything of these NDAs uh, for Vince McMahon and his alleged misconduct over. Over the years, paying off these women that he has had um, uh, coerced, forced. I don't know. I don't know the words he used there. Yeah, uh, that, 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 that is the 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 part of this that, uh, for better or worse, we we don't know in totality. We, we, what we know is right. there were relationships, mm-hmm. and there were NDAs. Extramarital. Yes. yes, there were NDAs. Uh, hey, maybe that's how they get down. No judgment here. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. But, but, but there, there were NDAs signed and financial payments to keep quiet. That certainly yes. implies that some there, kind of wrongdoing has been. Yeah, occurred. there was some sort of wrongdoing or something not entirely above board. Right. Here's what I can say. If you read all of the scuttlebutt and backstage news about everything since the initial Wall Street Journal article, Vince's response has been, I ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Having uh, appeared on SmackDown a few weeks ago, he walked backstage and yelled in Gorilla, and I quote, fuck (laughs) him. Well, so something happened between then and now. Yeah. How did we go from now, then, together, forever, to uh, a Monday on Raw, this past Monday on Raw, you had Titus O'Neil cashing in perhaps the last of, of his bastion of integrity to yeah. do a, a, a public speech to kick off Raw, basically saying Raw is a safe space. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything uh, we know is to the contrary there, Titus. Yeah. Uh, he he said uh, that that uh, WWE needed goodwill now more than ever. It's their job to put smiles on faces. You'll never hear them to talk about uh, politics or religion or anything that is divisive. It's a okay, safe that's space. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's a safe that's... space so we can all have a good time. Uh, yeah, okay. surprised he didn't bring out Sean Waltman and blackface to say that again. Right. So that definitely started like that. Got my spidey sense tingling. Of uh huh. Oh fuck. <laughs> Yeah, something's about to go down. What is coming this week? And then Friday morning at 930, I go ahead and took a take a look on the Twitter machine and Lemmy's alive. I wish. Instead, it was Triple H returning to the spot of EVP of talent relations, taking over for Johnny Laurinaitis who from day one, we were saying that's the guy who's going to eat shit on this. Yeah. yeah, So Johnny Ace gone, Triple H back in the mix, back in a power position. And then sure as shit, Friday afternoon, Vince says, Hey, I'm retiring. Yeah. So definitely, uh, I have a feeling 
that maybe the Wall Street Journal tipped them off as, hey, you know, we've had two. The third one's really going to be a doozy. They may have tipped yeah. them off as something coming um, yeah. so that they could, you know, get a plan in action. And it certainly looked like this past week, everything you just described, is that plan coming to fruition. Yeah. Um, and with that plan, later in the press release, uh, it, it was, you know, I guess officially announced that Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan are going to be co-CEOs of world wrestling entertainment. Yeah. A full odd couple situation as, uh, we, we have mm-hmm. two individuals claiming to have the exact same role. This will not end well. Let's just put it no. that way. This, no, 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 no. Th- this does not, uh, end great for anybody. In fact, let's just hit the button. <laughs> uh, we see it every season. Every time Shiv thinks it's going to be her. Spoiler alert. It's not Shiv. Co-CEOs do not work out in reality. One person well, no. has to make the call. Now, yeah. you could argue. If you have three CEOs, you have a tiebreaker. That's, you know what? That's true. Maybe that's know, what they need. They need a third bump, CEO. Bump up, uh, bump up Paul here. Let's, yeah, or, let's or get fuck him, it. Go uh, from three, go to five. Like, have five <laughs> CEOs. So long as it's always an odd number. Um, get Karen Culkin and uh, uh, Brian Cox on the phone. Let's go. <laughs> uh you could conceivably set up a situation where where Steph is running the wrestling side of the business, right? And Nick Khan is running the business, the business. side of the business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and arguably, I, I, I would say, as quote unquote co CEO uh, CEOs, excuse me, that is where each will naturally gravitate toward. Stephanie sure, you got to divide and conquer business, but, and, and, and yeah, Nick Khan is a very shrewd businessman. But there's going to be a time where big decisions have to be made, right. and those decisions will come down to those two people. And if those two people aren't on the same page, internal strife will uh, ensue. Uh, undoubtedly, and uh, internal strife uh, kicked off right on Friday, uh, as <laughs> uh, within minutes. Of the Vince McMahon announcement uh, being shared across the roster, Brock Lesnar, who is one half of the main event of SummerSlam this year, uh, one of the top talents in the history of WWE, one of the most highly paid talents in WWE history, Mm -hmm. uh, he uh, apparently said uh, backstage, well, if he's gone, I'm gone, and left the building. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, I think... Would it be safe to say that Brock's probably made the most money out of WWE than anybody? He he certainly could be argued. I mean, you would have to. I will say this: of of adjusted for inflation, of in-ring performers. Sure, no, that's that's it's probably him because I mean he's been a part of WWE for twenty years now. Yes, there was you know the UFC uh, years, uh, uh, the diverticulitis years. Yeah, a a five to seven year chunk in the middle where he didn't work there, but. Hogan wasn't there that long. Austin wasn't there that long. Rock wasn't there Rock that long. Rock wasn't there that long. I uh, mean, Cena, Cena and, and Brock have to be 1-1-A. One one Roman's probably chomping yeah, at he, the bit he is, to get up he's there. On his, he's on his way. And, and may surpass. Sure. Um, but in terms, like, you know, we always talked about the deals that Brock would get and how he would, you know, argue that, you know, or try to uh, leverage the UFC against Vince to get more money. And it works oh, every yeah. fucking time. Oh, yeah. You know, 
I, 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 I have no idea what the fucking numbers are, but just my gut is telling me that Brock as a performer has probably made more money than any other performer just from in-ring contracts, not from, yeah. you know, not from, from stock, things. not from, you know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. like you can sit there and say, well, Vince has been the main promoter for 40 years and sure. Yeah. No, he's also worked it, matches, a billionaire. but it's, it, it's not so, the same. Um, yeah, yeah. So Brock left. He was supposed to be all over the SmackDown show. They rewrote the show. Brock was talked back in. I'm going to choose to believe that meant some extra zeros on the end of that SummerSlam payday. And, oh uh, yeah, no, he, sure. He was I, back. I can guarantee Vince called him immediately after somebody, you know, Kevin Dunn or whomever told him that Brock walked out of the building. Yeah, Vince is on that uh, that uh, jitterbug real quick to to call <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mister Minnesota over there and yeah. say, "Hey, bro, uh, here's an extra, you know, here's an extra fifty grand or whatever the fuck it costs to get Brock Lesnar back into yeah. a building." But, hey, he uh, just went to Jimmy John's. Maybe he just went he, to get. You know what? Yeah, he he just wanted you know, a sub sandwich. He, he it was it was a freaky fast uh freaky fast uh, uh trip from uh, the arena to Jimmy Freaky John's. Freaky Fast Friday for Brock Lesnar. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he he got brought back. He showed up at the end of SmackDown and, of course, Corey Graves on commentary. Uh, or not Corey, uh, sorry. Corey went on Twitter and he was smug as shit about it. But Pat McAfee on commentary no. was like, but the internet said, they, you know, and they didn't, they didn't specify beyond that. But <laughs> he shows up at the oh, end of the show and... Yeah. Why do all, people all get things. so much, uh, so many boners by thinking, oh, they worked the dirt sheets? Look, the the sheets said that he left. They didn't say that he wasn't going to come back or wasn't going to be on the show. Yeah. They reported what happened, which is Brock Lesnar left the building. Yeah. And then the extrapolations from there that oh, they were wrong because he came back and was on the show. Like no, that doesn't mean he was wrong. They were wrong. Yeah. That means that more to the story happened. You Absolutely. dumb fucks. Yeah, uh, here, here's here's a fun thing about um, telling stories as they happen. Uh, <laughs> things change. Yeah, story uh, progresses. Right, right. 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 It, twists. It, it, no, nothing is uh, is concrete. You, you find that out in in news stories. You find that out in yeah. uh, scientific research. Um, yeah. You know, just just to hit a few things that people get mad about. Um, yeah, somebody took the left turn at Albuquerque. Exactly, uh, and. All indications are that the reason why this is done is, and, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about it when we talk about where we go from here, is right now what WWE, this version of WWE, wants to do is show stockholders, show the public, show anyone who's paying attention that they can land the plane, that things have not been dramatically disrupted with the departure of Vince McMahon. That business mm -hmm. is business as usual. Do I think changes will come? Absolutely. We'll talk about and speculate about those in a little bit. But yeah, I have no doubt that everyone, Stephanie, Hunter, uh, uh, Pritchard, maybe even Vince, Paul Heyman, any number of people who have vested interests and more importantly, have Brock Lesnar's cell phone number. Sure. Reached out and said, hey, we need to make this right because we need to look like nothing has changed. Yeah. And Brock's favorite color is green. So yeah. that's most likely what got him back his ass back from the Jimmy Johns. And the great news is they freed up all this money over the past few years so they could go ahead and give him a, <laughs> a little bit extra. So 
with that being said, as uh, as someone who literally uh, uh, took the the function of the business and put it in the hand of himself, the worker, here's to you, Comrade Lesnar. You are Podcast <laughs> Wrestler of the Week. Yeah. Um, yeah, get I'm, that money, brother. Yeah, exactly. No judgment here. Uh, game respect. Let's game. spread the wealth a little. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But again, he, he took the means of production, yeah. i.e. himself, and sure. put it into his own pocket. So uh, mm-hmm. here's mm-hmm. to you, Brock. Now, uh, the show on SmackDown did start with some comments by Stephanie McMahon. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the audio tape of that. Come on out, you rapist! Wait, that's not it. That's <laughs> that is that is that is the wrong what audio. Was that from? Uh, what is from, the context of that? That's from an old raw. <laughs> Are we talking attitude era here? Ruthless aggression? Uh, uh, Who is he referring to? I, I don't remember. <laughs> Come on out, you rapist! <laughs> audio is a little wow. Bad on that. Apologies, but <laughs> well, well, that's okay. We got the we got the con- we got uh, we got it. It just showed up there. Holy cow. <laughs> Sorry, this is the audio from Steph. I mean, was he introducing Austin Theory? <laughs> In theory. Uh? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Friday Night SmackDown! That is a shrill voice. I got that, like, kind of chalkboard ale sort of thing. My father, Vince McMahon. Retired from WWE. Oh, those are piped in. This is the the company that he created, that he founded. Uh, his dad did, uh, but but let, yeah, let, let, let's yeah. keep going, Steph. Let, yeah. let, let's see where we go. Evolved and it. he wanted to make sure, in his retirement, that he thanked all of you. He thanked Mm -hmm. the WWE Universe. (laughs) You guys are, you're jumping me. I'm I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. Remember that Lemmings video game? Yeah, everybody in the back. That is all of our crew. That's everyone who hangs the rigging. It's everyone who designs all of the. Everyone who hangs the rigging? I don't know if that's something you want to talk about in terms of quality WWE <laughs> craftsmanship there. Well, I mean, look, the the production value of WWE is is top notch. I'm not gonna uh, the, the the rigging got involved in a very expensive lawsuit once. Wow, which they yeah, lost. That was that was a one, uh, and that was I was number not, no, I was no, number one yeah. with a rocket, Chris. Oh, Graphics, it's even man. Pat McAfee and I guess Michael Cole. Damn, Barry and Cole. <laughs> Why would you look? I mean, I have had plenty of terrible things to say about Michael Cole over the years, yeah. but from everything I can tell about Michael Cole is that uh, he's kind of been reinvigorated by having Pat McAfee there. Yes. And uh, two, by all accounts, he's actually a pretty solid human being outside of, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and when he doesn't have a crazed 80-year-old in his ear, he's a good right. commentator. And honestly, his commentary can only get better because now he doesn't have to say "bus time." Well, more on that in a moment. This is the WWE universe, and we are eternally grateful for all of you. But since Vince had the opportunity to thank us, I think this is the moment that we take 
to thank him. So now we're going to do it together, right? Everybody sign your NDAs. Thank They're you, under your Vince. Seat. Thank you, Vince. Yeah. So the okay. show kicks off with chants of thank you, Vince. This may age like Raw is Benoit. <laughs> Uh, I don't, well, I don't think it will be that bad. Yeah, it won't be that bad, but <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, if, 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 if whatever it was, was bad enough to make Vince finally step, I'm not even going to say step down, I'm going to say step away because mm-hmm. man, I've got some thoughts about that. Look, uh, he's still going to be involved in fucking everything. Let's yeah, not, uh, yeah, let's, let's not, not think let, let's, not, let's not lie to ourselves. But uh, what a weird way to start the show. Uh, I, I don't. No, it's it's the it's completely expected. Yeah. Because they're they're solidifying their base. The fucking just WWE diehards. The the uh, you know John Cena oh five eight two eight Twitter handles that <laughs> anything that WWE does is the greatest thing ever. Anything that anybody else does, yeah, you know. They're they're rallying the base, which, as I've said, you know, in the past is uh, something that uh, friends of the McMahon family have done to great success in the past. uh, And it's worked out uh, very well. And that's that's what they're doing here. So no matter what happens, whatever comes out, if there is another Wall Street Journal expose uh, in the next week, real sports apparently working on something right now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if John Oliver had a couple words to say on it again as well True. after he, you know, raked across the coals a couple of years ago over the Saudi Arabia thing. Um, but, you know, whatever happens, it's not going to affect the WWE fan base. They 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 will think it was nothing. They will have it'll have no effect on their opinions of the product. Those morons will still watch every week and think it's the greatest thing ever and that everything that's not WWE is ripping off WWE in garbage. That's just that's just the mindset that yeah. uh the WWE universe has. So uh the SmackDown show as it was um, minus Brock making his last minute appearance was uh, again, it was just like, uh, uh, you were landing the plane. You're not much was different from the average SmackDown on a Friday night. Uh, what was interesting though, is some of the Vince McMahon quirks were gone. For example, okay. Uh, the New Day are currently in a feud with the Viking Raiders. During the they're Viking, they're still there. Yes, they are. Uh, wow, Viking they're not the Viking Ra- Experience anymore. Oh, sorry, Viking Ex- or Viking Express or whatever are they? they're called now. Um, well, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Xavier Woods was on commentary for their match that they were having, and Xavier Woods put over the fact that they are former IWGP Tag Champions and former Ring of Honor Tag Champions. Wow. Yes. Also, over the course of the show, there were multiple references by Michael Cole to the fans in attendance. I think they can't jettison WWE Universe as a phrase, can they? I don't think they can jettison it, but they can certainly sound more like normal human beings when they talk. No, they can't. <laughs> because uh, a perfect example of this is, uh, and and uh, Dave Meltzer brought this up. Uh, who's been doing? Uh, the, he and Alvarez have been doing the Lord's work the past few days with you know last minute radio shows and and so on about uh, what has occurred these past few days. Um, he talked about how uh, you know 
uh, Triple H has a perspective of he watched, uh, you know, boxing and they call their championships belts because it's a championship mm-hmm. belt They're that they have. Belt. Yeah. Yeah. So why can't we do that? I think we're going to start to see in subtle ways some of the Vince McMahon craziness wither away. Being able to say things like hospital and no, it's a local medical facility. What are you talking about? Title shot. You know, all of these different things that are pro wrestling dominant. Hell, same pro wrestling. I don't think it's just going to be a Cody thing moving forward. Um, Calling yourself a professional. (laughs) Yeah. How do you think Cody feels about all this? (laughs) He's one of the guys, you know, if if I look into the the long tail of this, I think he's one of the guys who could benefit the most because the structure as we have it as of today, uh, time of recording uh, Sunday, July 24th, 924 a.m. is we have the co-CEOs of Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon. Mm hmm. Creatives being handled and spearheaded by Bruce Pritchard and Ed Kosky. Ed Kosky is a longtime WWE writer. Okay. Kevin Dunn still running things in the booth. Triple H. As of this moment. Yeah. Now back as the head of uh, talent relations. So in turn, Triple H could not only A, take back over the creative of NXT if he so chose. But also, he will be involved in their recruiting efforts, mm-hmm. which means this whole weird uh, – and, and again, th- this, is, this is a possibility. The whole weird don't try out pro wrestlers. We want to have athletes inform them in the pro wrestlers thing uh-huh. may change. Yeah. I, I think at its core, we're not going to see anything dramatic for six months to a year. Oh, no. Sure. Because what they want to do is show to shareholders and show to the outside world that WWE is the same WWE it always was, with or without Vince McMahon. But I do think we will continue to see subtle changes, much like we saw on Friday, continue on in this new era. Now, Vince McMahon still holds Class B stock. He holds Mm -hmm. the majority of Class B stock. He is the number one shareholder of the business. He has also uh, got a 51% vote on things. Unless he, within the next week or next few weeks, chooses to divest, he still has a controlling interest in the business. Sure. I would not be shocked if he's having conversations with Stephanie. I will not be shocked if he's having conversations with Triple H, Bruce, Bruce Pritchard, whoever. However... These individuals could choose to start doing things differently. I don't mean this to say that Monday night on Raw, it is NXT 1.0 all over again. It's a new era. You mean game show? (laughs) Game show NXT? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Let's just go black and gold. Let's call it that. Okay. All right. I don't think that's what's going to happen. However, I could see certain talents who maybe have fallen by the wayside be given new opportunities be given shots in the arm because I mean, there was a a story going around that, Oh, the reason why there's so many rematches is Vince forgets what matches they've done before. And he gets an idea for a match or a finish. Wow. Yeah. 
I don't think the show's going to be, unless there are more dramatic things like a Brock Lesnar leaving, I don't think the show's going to be rewritten on the fly anymore. I don't think that uh, entire storylines will be tossed out after three weeks because Vince gets bored. I think there is a possibility of WWE's programming becoming better. That's not to say good. That sure as shit not to say great. At the least, more consistent. I think Maybe watchable? Looking at. <laughs> Possibly. But I think the thing that is most intriguing about this is, if Vince is gone, truly gone, we have seen how Hunter likes to... Uh, uh, to, to uh, curate talent. We've seen how Hunter likes mm-hmm. to book. I mean, we've also seen how Stephanie likes to book because she was head of creative in the mid 2000s. I do think we may see a greater diversity of talent. And moreover, there may be guys in impact in AEW in new Japan for whom WWE was a zero sum game for them. A situation where they go, you know what? I'm going to wait until I'm ready to make my money and not be fulfilled creatively. Yeah. They might be able to get both. So if nothing else, this begins a very interesting new era in pro wrestling. This this is a watershed moment like when WCW closed, where... As a wrestling fan and as someone who talks to do an internet purchase microphone an hour plus a week with you, Chris, for the first time in a very long time, I don't know what's going to happen. I have instincts. I have feelings. I have thoughts. But I can't sit there and say, well, you know, Vince is going to fuck it up. Because for the first time in ages... Vince can't at least directly fuck it up. I well, yes and no. I mean, I'm not 100% sold on that because even though he's, you know, st- retiring, stepping away, not CEO, apparently not a, in charge of creative anymore, that doesn't mean that uh he's not going to be, you know, in an earpiece and staff and board meetings or, or, or Vince is still on the board, but you know what I'm talking about in creative meetings. Um, he, I, I don't think, and maybe this is just the cynic in me, uh, but it's also based by, you know, 40 years of Vince McMahon operating this business. I don't think he's just going to let it go that easy on, on, on the face of the paper. Um, and in the public eye, sure. He's not going to be physically there, but his, you know, little creepy digits are still going to be, uh, leaving fingerprints all over the product, um, for some time, uh, in, in, in my opinion. And, you know, maybe it's one of those things that him working his 20 hour days, was you know the uh the life force that was keeping his body moving and in the next <laughs> six months he may shrivel and die i mean who i don't knows? I, I don't know he could you know have an aneurysm tomorrow i don't who i mean i could have an aneurysm tomorrow who the hell knows um a lot a lot can happen in 24 hours but yeah. um i you know my gut is telling me that sure we may get a few inklings of change um but i still think that the imprint of Vince McMahon is still going to be uh, very 
easily seen on the WWE product um, for, you know, the foreseeable future until his uh, demise. I still think that way. Fair, fair. What what I will say more than anything to that is your what you what you propose is absolutely a possibility. I think what is most intriguing though right now is for the first time in a long time we don't know that for sure. Yeah, and and that that's intensely fascinating to me. Um, I mean, you, you know, you go back three five years. Triple H was being built as the heir apparent. He was building his roster in NXT. Mm-hmm. He was building his behind-the-scenes crew with, you know, Sean and, and Road Dog. Man, that guy. Um, uh, yeah, Brian but, James wants that wants that job back real bad. Yeah, uh, but but uh, people like Jeremy Borash uh, being brought in behind the scenes and starting to work on things like, you know, putting together vignettes with talent and and you know working mm-hmm. on the house shows. Uh, that got gutted. That got dismantled. Yeah. Is Not, Borash still on staff? Uh, uh, Borash is still on staff. Uh-huh. Road Dog is not. William yes, Regal no, is do. not. Yeah. Um, Gabe Sapolsky is not. Now, some of these individuals are still on the free market. So, you know, could this mean that Road Dog gets a phone call on Monday? Maybe. I mean, dude certainly yeah. has free time. He's uh, keeping his phone plugged in so he doesn't end up the ringer yeah, on the, top the, volume his, so he doesn't miss that shit. His, Believe his me. His Motorola uh, flip phone is, is plugged yeah. in. <laughs> He's got an original Razor right still, still rocking. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that that could be interesting to see. Also, what will be interesting to see is, is this the moment for – someone outside to move in for a sale. The, the, the word had been, and Nick Conant even said, if someone wants to have the conversation with us and the number is right, we would be interested. Now you have this legacy entertainment brand who has lost its figurehead. I don't know how that affects the value, which again may speak to why we will see business as usual with mm-hmm. some minor changes between now and who sure. knows when. Yeah. Does this make a NBC Universal say, hey, fuck negotiations in 2024. We want it all. Mm-hmm. Does this make, say, uh, you know, uh, a Dwayne Johnson go, I was able somehow to get people to pay for the XFL. Let's build a consortium of individuals so we can buy this. I mean, if anybody has the uh, uh, stick to itiveness and uh, and passion to do it, it would be Dwayne. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the guy showed up at Comic Con in full Black Adam costume, levitating right. in the crowd. So right. you know, the guy does nothing half-assed. My understanding is the balance of power in the DC universe is about to change. I don't know if you know this, oh. Chris. <laughs> oh, I've, okay. I, right. I've got it on good word. I hadn't gotten that memo. I thought you were still under the impression that that movie was not coming out. I mean, look, I know that they still had uh, footage shown yesterday in front of people. Real life humans. Yeah. uh, I will go to the AMC in October. And for some reason, the projector will not work. And then in a, in a, in 45 days, I will go to watch it on HBO max and the app will crash. I'm just telling you where this is going. (laughs) 
<laughs> They'll uh, just play the uh, Super Pets movie instead. Also <laughs> featuring Dwayne Johnson. You know what? That might be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, things could get shaken up very dramatically in a short period sure. of time. Um, I do think SummerSlam is going to be very interesting. Uh, when is that next week? Uh, yes, it is. It is next Sunday. Um, okay. I don't know how all this is going to play out. I, I I don't think it's it's reasonable to say I know with absolute assurance where this is going. But let's take a look at some other individuals whose stock may have just grown uh, in the past 48 hours. Okay. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, sure. of course, was given the book for uh, Raw during the beginning of 2020. It was taken away from him by Vince McMahon. But Paul Heyman has shown an interest in building the next generation of talent. He's shown a knack for booking the reigns, pardon the pun, of uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Um, He has been a power player behind the scenes for a very long time. Sure, yeah. He's he's probably the most valuable resource that Steph, Triple H, and and Nick Khan have, I think. Right. Uh, Maybe more so than Bruce Prichard. Bruce Prichard, you know, sure, creatively has, you know, ideas, but he was essentially a a stooge for Vince. But also Prichard's been been a a behind-the-scenes guy since, what, the the late 80s? Heyman, I mean, it it doesn't help much to say with Heyman, he's, you know, been uh, a booker since the mid-90s, but... Right. His is a fresher outlook and and love him or hate him. He does seem to have a focus of something we've talked about on the past on this podcast of what's new and cool and actually potentially alienating to Adaptation. the existing base. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Heyman well, has that where Pritchard does not. Yeah. Yeah. He- Heyman will go, you know, not just, okay, what will people be into? But it's like. What will get us on TikTok? You know, what right. what will what will get us trending in in places that we aren't normally yeah. you know, working? Like how how do we make, you know, uh make say uh I'm just going to throw a name, make a ricochet happen because that's a guy who is a right. one man highlight reel. How do we make him happen and more importantly, is there a way we can make him happen on the backs of a bigger name? like an edge or a Lesnar or, you know, right. any number of people who are uh, up there in years and on their way out, you know, uh, uh, how do we make a Matt Riddle uh, noted sex offender? How do we make a Matt Riddle, uh, you know, the next big sorry, thing? Um, yes. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> um, there's, there's all of these unique ways that Heyman could contribute, even though he has had, his blowups with Stephanie in the past. Sure. He's someone who, if I'm looking at who I have backstage, I say he's a valuable resource. Now let's talk about a gentleman who has done nothing but fail upward his entire career. Jeff Jarrett. Oh, Oh God, I forgot Jarrett's back. Jarrett is not only back. He's a president of live events and he is one (laughs) of the few individuals backstage who has history of booking a company within the past 10 years. Do we, uh, did he manage to get the GFW, uh, library on Peacock on the, uh, on the network? <laughs> he did not. I, I think, uh, yeah. there was, a, if the I remember right, there that. was a lawsuit that, uh, impact fucked up the master tapes. <laughs> so, 
Oh, that's rich. Yeah. Uh, uh, hysterical. But still, he's one of the few people who has booked wrestling in the past decade in that company. Two variable success, yeah. Yeah. But he certainly has some bona fides. Uh, and also, you know, he's going to probably retire Ric Flair on Sunday. Uh, so he's got that going for him. Oh, God. Is that the same day as SummerSlam or is that uh, today, Sunday? Uh, so uh, SummerSlam is on Saturday and uh, the final match oh. of Ric Flair is on Sunday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. Um, I can't wait to watch neither of those. Uh, but yeah, Jeff Jarrett, he's certainly in a power position right now. Sure. Um, which who the fuck would have thought that 20 years ago when he got publicly fired by Vince McMahon on the night of the, the Nitro simulcast. Yep. Yep. Uh, we, we got to say him, we, we got to bring him up the special boy himself. Wrestling has more than one Royal <laughs> family. He's a top guy in the company. He's 30. Six years old? 35 years old? And he literally booked Triple H out of the business. Not single-handedly, but yeah, he had a a part But he certainly can (laughs) say he has that chip on his shoulder. He was in those meetings, for sure. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would – I'm not – I wouldn't be surprised to hear that he is, you know, sending some emails, typing some drafts and texts uh, to to the uh, the higher ups now pitching his way, trying to pitch his way. I mean, look, the the career trajectory of uh, Cody Rose and Jeff Jarrett, they're not too far off, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, son I- of a very famous promoter, wrestler themselves, fired by Vince at one point, started their own promotions at another point, brought back to WWE. I mean, the parallels are fucking there. Very strong. Um, yeah. But uh, that that is a guy who is in a power position right now, whether he realizes it or not. I think he realizes it. Oh, he definitely uh, realizes it. But God, he is the only person in the business who has been successful within the past handful of years. That's true. You know, Pritchard's yeah, I mean, just been maintaining the line of what Vince wants to do. Jarrett, you know, you can argue the last time what he did worked was TNA. Heyman, you can argue the last time it worked for him was the early 2000s. Hunter, you can say, hey, it worked through the mid, you know, 2010s. But then Cody, it's literally like, hi, I helped run a promotion that, took you guys to task three years ago yeah god it's been that long already shit uh yeah no it's true it's true um well maybe there will be some kind of new um committee in you know and i think that that would be a really smart way to go not just have one guy say one senile 70 uh septuagenarian say this is what we're going to do you write it out have a committee, you know, an actual uh, team trust. of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about things, things that have worked, things that have not worked, you know, kind of not. I'm not saying, you know, start off, you know, not call it Monday Night Raw, launch a brand new show on Monday night with a whole new yeah. feel. You know, that's not what I'm saying. Um, but, you know, it doesn't have to be a dramatic change. But yeah, you, you, you don't know. need the Bischoff Russo reset episode. Oh, God. Oh, God. How many fucking messages do you think Vince Russo saying spending the sending this weekend? Especially if Jarrett's in the mix. Oh, um, God. 
it is it is really an, a, a, such an intriguing time because the possibilities are endless. But let's uh, as as I take a look at our time here, let, let's try to get into some of the baseless speculation of what could happen here. Let's start with two names, Sasha and Naomi. Mm -hmm. They very much so were on the outs with Vince McMahon when they chose to leave WWE earlier this summer. Uh, And they also had very strong opinions about the uh, flakiness of WWE booking. Mm -hmm. Do you think the steadier hand behind the scenes, or at least the perceived steadier hand behind the scenes, will open a door to some conversations, especially for Sasha, because Papa H is back in town. I mean, if I'm Triple H, she, she was one of the first calls I made, oh, yeah. uh, to be honest with you. But yeah. if I'm Sasha Banks, I'm listening, but I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not giving any agreements or, 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 or saying I'm going to come back or anything like that. Right. If I'm Sasha Banks... I'm going to try to, you know, put feelers out for other companies, uh, keep doing these well-paid media appearances and convention appearances. Sure. You know, make some coin, do a fucking Twitch or whatever the fuck you want to do that WWE didn't allow you to do at one point or or something or other. Um, You know, get booked in a movie or two if you can. Uh, Try try out some different things before, you know even considering going back regime change or no. Um, do I think at one point in the future she'll be back there? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt at some point, but I don't think it's, I don't, I'm not necessarily sold that it's going to be very soon unless there's a lot of, uh, a lot of extra zeros on there. Yeah. I, I will say that I, I think, uh, of the two, I think Naomi may be the easier layup and oh, easily uh, help. Yeah, they, I mean, they could, they could bring her yeah. back Saturday night at SummerSlam and people yeah. will lose their fucking mind. Yeah, I mean, her husband still works there, and his whole family is uh, ingrained into the company and the business. So Absolutely. you know, and uh, I, I think that would also be seen as a big win for the company um, to to be able to say, "Hey, look! Not only are we landing the plane, not only are we keeping things steady, but we are um, we are salvaging, correcting some errors, yeah, we yeah. Are correcting some errors. Yeah. We are we are rebuilding bridges." Um, but so, not only do you have to bring them back, like let's talk about Naomi. Uh, not only do you bring Naomi back, but you got to strap her up soon and let her do the whole, you know, you got to give her a chance to run with the ball too. Yeah. You can't just bring her back and then just put her back, you know, uh, putting right over Ronda Rousey and who or whomever. Yeah. You, you gotta, there has to be opportunity and, and I'm sure she knows this in any kind of negotiations to be had, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta work, uh, work a push in there for yourself too. Yeah. Let's talk about the group of WWE free agents or uh, firings. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot of these individuals were let go because of the regime change in NXT or, you know, the the, the quote unquote budget cuts. I'm just going to throw out some names, Chris, and I want you to to think about where where you think they may land. If if there's a phone call or what what have you. Um, Sure. We'll throw out a Bray Wyatt, for example. I mean, if I'm again, if I'm Hunter, I'm I'm shooting him a text. Say, hey, what do you want to do? Give me some ideas. What do you want? You know, obviously financially, creatively, mm-hmm. storyline wise. Give me yeah. some ideas. We'll talk. We'll put some pen to paper. He he would definitely. He's look for WWE. That's where he fits. Yeah, 
Agreed. Uh, I don't think any kind of the spooky bullshit that he does would work in AEW or Ring of Honor, maybe Impact. Um, but I'm not even sure you would fit in much in Impact these days. Yeah. Uh, WWE is the spot for him, and he has a recognition. He made a ton of money off of merch there. Um, yeah, he's definitely one that uh, I'm sure Vince – or not Vince, Triple H has uh, has reached out to. That's something we're going to have to get used to, by the way. Not I know. I know. I know. Johnny Gargano. Sure, have him. Take him. Call him back. <laughs> That's mostly because you don't want to see him in AEW. I understand. I'm That's with correct. You on that. That's correct. Braun yes. Strowman. Ah, God. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care where he ends up. I'm not going to watch Control Your Narrative. I'm not going to go see Control Your Narrative. Uh, be at Rams Head. Yeah, that's great. Roughhouse Road Trip. Uh, no, pass. All Hard right. pass. Hard pass. Um, I will be controlling my uh, Xbox 360 in my basement that night. Let's call it that. Um, yeah, I don't. I give zero fucks about Braun Strowman. Um, is he? I don't even know if he moves the needle that much. I mean, there was they were so start stop with him before. I don't know how you really recover that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, meh. He's he's a pass for me if I'm Triple H. Okay, Matt Cardona. I, uh, I mean, the guy definitely did the uh, the Drew Galloway sort of, of get fired from WWE and then build a really good uh, reputation on the indies. Uh, he's working, you know, he has his figure shit, which does well for him. I think he's injured at the moment. He was NWA champ, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, torn bicep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GCW champ for mm-hmm. uh, a spell as well. He definitely got around and added some value to his name. But again, I'm not sure in the grand scheme of WWE if he moves the needle that much. He was never an amazing worker. And I think part of the success he had on the indies is because he was this ex-WWE guy who had something to prove. He comes back to WWE. He's just another fucking guy. All right. I'm going to throw up, uh, throw up, throw out one more name and, and we uh-huh. can uh, wrap this sucker up. Bo Shane Dallas. McMahon. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I mean, the, the, the saga of Shane McMahon over the past few years has been <sighs> complicated, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I know it's the whole succession vibe to it as well with the fail son who's just, you know, not, uh, you know, booked the, one of the worst Royal Rumbles in history. Fair yeah. to say, I yeah. guess. <laughs> and then got fired immediately after. Um, but I don't know if that was some kind of interpersonal thing between him and Vince or if it was just everybody saying this guy's a nightmare to work with. We don't want him around. Um, I would say. Maybe have Steph and Trips talk to him a little bit down the line. I don't think bringing – I think it would actually kind of be a sign of weakness to bring Shane McMahon back immediately uh, because that's not showing faith in Steph uh, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, whether – you know, people would have, uh, think that maybe it's because she's a woman. And I wouldn't think that, but you know, she's a very capable businesswoman. But you know, the optics of it wouldn't look great to bring in Shane to help pull uh, everything back together right now. So maybe have a conversation with him down the line, but not, not immediately. All right. Well, uh, folks, we, we would love to hear your thoughts and where you think this is going to go at roughhouse SGW on Twitter, uh, throw us your, your thoughts, not only on, on our takes, but we'd love to hear your takes uh, of where this is going. This is clearly going to be 
uh, a major story for the rest of the year, uh, at, at the very least. Um, you know, whether it's individuals coming and going behind the scenes, uh, talent, how they're presented on screen, uh, what changes, if anything, uh, occur. Um, it's very exciting and very thrilling. Uh, and again, for the first time in a very long time, I don't know that I could tell you with confidence what happens next with the WWE. Sure, there's a lot of a lot of question marks right yeah. now. Uh, but let me throw out two names to you before we go. Okay. Uh, one of which uh, is you know a guy who was we were talking about a lot of, a month or so ago and we yeah. haven't heard much of from recently Maxwell yeah. Jacob Friedman. Yeah, uh, you know MJF, interesting guy. I feel like, and I say this really liking the guy, he's gone completely cold. I I, I, I feel mean, like. It's easily fixed. You just have oh, yeah. him, like, you know, yeah, you, you show up, you put him back on TV, crash a segment sort of or something. But for as much as it's weird to say, I think Christian as a heel has been kind of doing a better MJF than MJF. Okay. All right. Uh, if, yeah. I mean, Christian does smug really well. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's, you know, he has a lot more experience at it. And. Uh, just as punchable a face, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that 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 makes a bit of sense. The other one, uh, and I'm not sure. I think he may have re-signed or re-upped his deal not that long ago. Uh, mm-hmm. But is Chris Jericho? Because yeah. if the indications of that god awful fucking main event on Dynamite this week are uh, to be had, I don't want him in AEW anymore. So yeah. what do you what do you think on uh, on Jericho here? Uh, you know what. He hates Hunter, from what I understand. Like they've never really gone oh, really? well. Yeah. Okay. So damn. Yeah. Um, I, I I hate to say it, but I, I think really the greater likelihood is uh, he will get arrested on the next January sixth. I think that's really what we're looking <laughs> at here. And that'll be it, Chris Jericho, folks. We'll catch you next week. Bye. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. WWE, WWE.com, and WWE Network subscribers, we, the WWE, have listened, and we've decided to take some of your suggestions to heart. A three-hour Raw? Well, how about this? A four-fucking-hour Raw! You're getting a four-fucking-hour! You thought that Jerry Springer shit was a little bit much? How about this? Jerry Springer, Melissa Rivers, and that fucking weirdo that always does the Bravo Real Housewives end-of-season recaps, they're all coming out for one fucking hour 
deal with that shit. Think three hours is too long? How about this fucknut? 240 minutes of bullshit, and you're getting half the matches. Huh? You enjoy seeing Dolph Ziggler? Well, suck a dick! We just traded him to TNA. Here at WWE, we like to pay attention to your suggestions. For example, why not bring up the NXT women's roster to bolster a floundering WWE Divas division? That's why we listen, fuckheads, and everyone's fired. Bring it in she-males, fresh from Thailand. We got chicks, they got dicks, and they can compete in all the different divisions. Cruiserweight, it's back, you'll never see it defended. Hardcore, it's back, you'll never see it defended. We're making more fucking belts, that's right. You want shit combined into one title? Fuck you. That's our message. WWE, $9.99 a month. Fuck you. The WWE would like to thank you for transitioning from generation to generation, from superstars to attitude to ruthless aggression to the all-new WWE Fuck You era, available now on the WWE Network. WWE, fuck you.